12 minutes to go in normal time. Liverpool 3 0. Call a second quickly, Origi! Yeah! 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 Welcome back to another episode of the Long Balls Podcast. It's us three again. We're here. We're ready. We have a lot to discuss. We'll get started right away with the Prem. We did have a little Q&A posted on Tyler's Instagram, and we're, we're going to work those questions in as we discuss the Prem, because all three questions we got were actually about the Prem, so it worked out perfectly there. Yep. We're going to talk about the Champions League and what's been decided so far after five match days. And then, of course, we will finish with the Beard's best bets. He's Just, looking, to, looking to break a streak going into this third week now. Yeah, not a, good, not a good streak. But we'll hop right into the first match of the match week with Crystal Palace and Newcastle. And to everybody's surprise, Crystal Palace without Wilfred Zaha in didn't win. Okay, we've been, we've been talking about this, though, for the <laughs> – they have before. Um, and last weekend, they bagged a few goals, too. No, yeah, they beat Leeds. That was a little – that was a big shock. Um, <laughs> but I think it's just funny. Yes, um, it, it's, it is. Newcastle scored two late goals to win the game. Joelton and Callum Wilson scoring and assisting each other. That's always fun. Yeah, dynamic duo. <laughs> Joe Linton, what a dangerous threat! Great, great buy. I never understood that buy. Tbh, um, he didn't Honestly. score that many goals for Hoffenheim, so I was really surprised when they dropped. The he just became him. a cheap BPL um, foot starter player. <laughs> I think he did have a sick card when he played for Hoffenheim. He had like an inform or something that was really good. Anyway, that was the only game on Friday. Not too much to report to. Not too much action. Then we'll go right into Saturday morning where things get <laughs> things get fun. Mm. Brighton and Hove Albion tie Liverpool one to one. Lot of lot oh, to yeah. discuss about this game. Oh yeah. Two penalties mm-hmm. for Brighton. Two goals ruled off for Liverpool. And mm-hmm. then a, a goal apiece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Liverpool got robbed. I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. How did they get robbed? Uh, well, I think the offsides rule, we've talked about this before, stupid as it is, even though – It is the rule right now, and they're not going to change it. No. Um, I thought the penalty was – Do you think that's a foul outside the box? Uh, no. Interesting. I, th- I thought it was soft. Mm-hmm. I think it was a little soft as well, but I do think it's a foul. I mean, it's it's one of those close ones. I, mean, I don't know. I just it's yeah. It's it's like that contact thing where it's basically at any point right now, and you get that contact inside the box, they're giving PKs. Yeah. Anyway, I was I enjoyed waking up to see this. 
yeah, it definitely was a treat. I'm definitely happy with the result. Oh, yes, for sure. Man City, are, they're inching their way back up. Don't worry. Six points back. Um, and that, that leads into the next game, Man City-Burnley. I don't know yeah. what it is about Man City and Burnley, but apparently that's just Man City's team to play. Yeah. Um, their last – let me just read these score lines to you. So last game five nothing, then three nothing, five nothing, four to one. We have a rare one nothing game, and then five nothing, five nothing. Man yeah, City it's funny too Burnley. because they're supposed to be this. Burnley's supposed to be a secret defensive team that can that can stop some of these teams from scoring all these goals, and Man City constantly just bags them. The the last four games at the Etihad. At the Etihad that Man City have played against Burnley have all ended five nothing. That's. <laughs> um, it was nice to see Man City look competent. And yeah, they able, well. and able to score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this a resurgence of uh, John Stones? I don't know. <laughs> I think not. He's a bomb. This um this was a good really 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 important win I think for City. Oh no doubt. Um, at this, it was like a turning point, not only just to to beat them, but to put back put up, to, to put, score five goals. Yeah, that's it's what you've been lacking. Yes, if they start scoring again, we'll be all right. Yeah, a game in hand the, with a win gets you to eighteen points and level with Leicester, most likely ahead of them, um, based on goal difference. So mm-hmm. that's fourth. That's fourth place. Mm-hmm. Now there is one, one special team still with a game of hand that's in front of you. Aston, Aston Villa, of course, is what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, we have, far, yeah. we have a far superior goal differential than Man United. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would we have a? Um, moving on to that's because of the Tottenham game. Moving on to Everton and Leeds. This was one of the Beard's best bets last week. He got this game right. Yeah. Cash it. Um, this was one of the most exciting one nothing games I've ever watched. Oh, yeah. This was so end-to-end. It was um, crazy. <laughs> the amount of chances that – I believe both teams had goals called off as well. At least Everton had two that were offsides. That were right, rightfully mm-hmm. offsides. But mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> the game was ended up being decided by Rafinha, who I had in FIFA 19 – Yes, FIFA nine, FIFA eighteen, might have been FIFA eighteen in my career mode. Wow. He was a eighty-eight overall winger. He was a backup winger, but he was such a stud. Anyway, he played in Portugal for a while for two different teams. Then he went to Stad Rene for a year, and now he's in the Prem and he scored a beauty of a goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I thought Leeds that goal was definitely coming. They were pressing so hard there at the second half for a, a long time. Um, they definitely deserved that goal. I think they probably deserve to win. Tyler, do you, do you know has, who has the most big chances missed in the Premier League so far this season? Is it Patrick Bamford? It's Patrick Bamford. <laughs> 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 With nine big chances missed. Normally that's like – He missed a, he missed a few. This and seven goals. He's oh a, gosh, he he needs the volume. I guess, that, I guess that's what was lacking when he played for Middlesbrough. He just didn't get any volume. Thank yeah. you, Alex. Yeah. All right, next game. 
a game between two winless teams. One of them had to win unless they tied. But West (laughs) Brom get the win over Sheffield United. Man. And the panic button is definitely going crazy right now for Sheffield United. They still only conceded 16 goals in 10 games, which is only 1.6 a game. I mean, which is normally okay if you're a team that can score. But they've scored four goals. But they've scored a goal every two and a half games. They actually have a better goal difference than Burnley, who yeah. had four more points than them. <laughs> I mean, you just scoring the goal. I mean, if you don't score, you can't win. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's so ab- it's just it's abysmal right now yeah. for Sheffield. I mean, I would say that Ethan Ampadu didn't play in this game. He is hurt. Although he hasn't been amazing this season. No. Yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Moving on to Sunday. In a game that I was very excited to uh, see the scoreline when I woke up and it was 2 nothing, <laughs> And I was just laughing. I was like, Haha, man, United are going to drop points. It'll be fun. And then Man, or Southampton found out that 2 nothing is the most dangerous lead in soccer. <laughs> and they blow their 2 nothing lead. Man United win 3-2 with two late goals from Edinson Cavani. Oh, my gosh. What a G. He was a star. He, he, looked, um, he had not looked good until this point. And I was actually frustrated when they brought him on. Um, I have. I was. I'm like, really, we're bringing on Cavani. He hasn't looked good. He had that one goal, but it was like a tap in. Um, was it the Everton game where it was yeah. makes a three to one? Yeah. yeah, it's a garbage time goal. Um, and uh, prove me wrong by every stretch of the mean. Um, providing he was opening up space with his runs, mm-hmm. um, and then just getting into the spots to score those goals. Uh, they were poacher finishes. They were. We, great we do have a question to discuss here about Manchester yes. United, and that is who should play up top. This is from Sam Lucchini. Um, so obviously, I mean, I guess Charlotte it depends on how, how you want to play. They played two up top against Southampton with Rashford and Greenwood. Yeah, to start, and then it was Rashford and uh, Cavani. Yep. You could also play Martial up there. Um, dare I say Dan James? No, I'm just kidding. He's, he's a <laughs> it's, it's between four people. So it's between Rashford, Greenwood, Martial, and Cavani. I think Rashford yeah. should be the guy. I think Rashford's no question in there. And then he's, the question is whether you play the one striker and you play with two wingers. Which is what they have been doing with Rashford, Greenwood, and Martial. They've been playing Martial up top with Rashford right. out wide. And which is what they did today against PSG. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they just played Cavani and then mushed, uh, pushed Martial out wide. Yeah. I think um, it needs to be the two-striker system going forward. Yeah, with Rashford and Cavani. That's who I would play. Um, I don't think Martial – Martial looked – I mean, we'll get to the PSG game, but he looked terrible. Not terrible. Oh, God. But obviously he misses a – a huge chance. Martial is like nowhere near the form that he had at the end of last year. Exactly. So until he proves that he can get that back somehow, the Cavani Rashford is the perfect dual threat uh, yeah. striker option that we have. Maybe so, uh, benching him will wake him up a little bit. Yeah, hopefully, that's true. Hopefully. 
And, and, and I know Tyler loves this guy. Using two strikers could create more room for Juan Mata to play. Juan Mata's a bum. He's not a bum. Okay, I, I don't know. He, he shouldn't be playing in a team with Pogba, Van de Beek. Bruno Fernandez. No, but I don't like the way Pogba's been playing. He actually played pretty well when he got subbed on today. But um, mm. yeah, but I think the the four midfield is the way you got to go with the people that we have, um, especially with somebody like McTominay who ha- is re- pretty solid defensively and can drop in, and with Tellez um, being able to provide that width, um, where you don't necessarily have to have the wingers. Mm-hmm. And and, Mar- and Rashford, with Cavani up there, he's got a big enough presence where Rashford can drift out wide and pick up the ball and bring it into space and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, let him drift wide, separate. but play him in the middle, I feel like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because that's where he, he does the best. Rashford's not the best playing straight through the middle. Yeah. He, hasn't best, he hasn't played his best football doing that. But, he's, but it's when he can come into the middle. He's well, got when Rashford first got called up from the academy, he was a striker. Yeah, but he scored a lot of goals. He did, but recently it's been he's been performing well out there on the left mm-hmm. and bringing it in. But you have to have that freedom because he likes to be in both spots. All right, moving on to a not exciting zero zero tie between Chelsea and Tottenham. Exactly. Yeah. No. Not the Everton Leeds type of game. Um, and zero zero. Not too much. I mean, Chelsea kind of dominated the game. They just didn't get many chances. Yeah, I would. It's it's one of those things. That's a Mourinho type of performance where I wouldn't say that Chelsea necessarily dominated because they didn't have the chances to score. Um, but yeah, they had a lot of the ball. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't impressed by either of these two teams. It was kind of disappointing where we had kind of set this up, maybe or at least I had um, coming into the week as maybe a a game at, come the end of the season that could be a title decider. Mm. And if if Liverpool had won on Saturday, I would have said that Liverpool would have completely um, put themselves back up to a no question um, front runner. But it's weird having these two ties this weekend. Nothing really changed. Oh, you know what did change? That Man City picked up a good goal. Yes, mm. obviously that's what changed. But I mean, mm-hmm. I, I the of the three at the top at the moment. Yes. All right. We do have a question about Tottenham. And that's, should Tottenham be considered title contenders? Shout out to Steve. Well, 10 games into the season, a little over a fourth, and they're in first place. Yeah. Theoretically, (laughs) they're on pace to win the title. They've got two main goal scorers, so... Which is an issue. Yeah. That, exactly. If either of them goes down, their chances are, like, all but over. And let me ask you something, Ryan. um, Have you watched a season of Premier League where Harry Kane hasn't gotten hurt? No. Exactly. And Heung-Min's son is not one to stay injury-free as well. Heung-Min's son's probably going to accidentally, like, tear a dude's ACL. And then get like a five game ban. We saw what happened last year when this happened, and they had to play Lucas as a number nine um, yeah. right before coronavirus hit. And then they got lucky 
that it provided time for Kane and Son to come back. Although it, yes. they, at that point they had lost so many points that they weren't able to get back into that top four contention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if a, something similar happens, they're done. They're toast. So the yeah. key is is going to be management, and Mourinho is going to have to decide where which cups he wants to really strive for and which ones he doesn't want to because mm. Kane can't play every game and yeah. Son can't play every game. So if, if Mourinho prioritizes the league, I think then yes. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to just prioritize finishing in the top four. It's, Which I think it might become a thing where he just – he might just see where they get in like the EFL Cup and the FA Cup just with like rotating the squad. And then if they make it to like the last eight or the semifinals, then he could just start throwing in the big guns then. Mm-hmm. The, the question is though is that he's also he has to win a trophy because he's done it in yeah. the first season or first full season of every other team he's been a part of yeah so that's gonna loom a little bit heavier yeah, maybe for Europa League. yeah yes right so so my, my point is is that he might try harder in those competitions and play Kane a little bit more than um to win a trophy just to win a trophy and then maybe sacrifice the league. I don't know where he he leans on that or whether he thinks the league yeah. is would be such a big achievement and then it's it's such in reach. Um, because it definitely is in reach this year with the amount of parity in the the league. It is. Especially and, with and, everybody getting hurt on Liverpool. Right. And, and they're playing so well. Kane and Son yeah. at least. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So as as long as they stay fit, they absolutely have yeah. what it takes to to win the league. Like, you could arguably say that the EFL Cup is their greatest chance just because it's over sooner. So that means that there's less chance that they get injured. The only thing I would say there is that the games come during the packed period. Yeah. So they're going to come over the Christmas window, and that I think that might be an issue. Yeah. And then just they just, the play, just rotate everyone against some championship side, and then they get upset. And then we should mention here that Tyler did pick the Tottenham Hotspurs to win. And they did yeah, not. did not. Yeah, a little frustrating. Um, going on to the next game, Arsenal and Wolves. Um, we, we predicted a 1-1 draw. Wolves ended up winning 2-1. Even better. <laughs> I mean, not for that entertaining. Arsenal just don't look good at all. <laughs> it's um, abysmal. Yeah. It it was funny. I listened to uh, – because Ben Ben was listening to um, Arsenal Fan TV after the mm-hmm. game. And so I heard it in the background. And uh, they were giving ratings for the players. And they were going off rattling, zero, zero. Uh, <laughs> and they go, um, I think one person got a two. And I was like, two? And, and Ben says, yeah, that's the highest so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they look terrible. Aubameyang didn't look like he cared at all. Um, I mean, it's hard when your team's struggling. He got his bag. That's all he cared about. <laughs> yeah. He wanted that money, and now he's like, all right, I'm not going to try. Yeah. So it begs the question. Should Arsenal be considered a top six side? I, I think absolutely. absolutely. I think that the top six teams – compared to all the other teams, just the media coverage and then like the attention and the revenue that they generate is so, so much more. You're they saying, are literally bigger. You're saying Man City, Man United, Tottenham, Liverpool, Chelsea, 
and Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah. I don't just... think it's changed based on, I think, exactly yeah. what Ryan said, revenue. When you look at the money um, that they have that they bring in every year, they are still in the top six. Yeah. I think from a competitive standpoint, it might, like, I think there's definitely some wiggle room, and Leicester yeah. might be in there instead of them, or Everton even. Here's, here's the problem I have with that, is that you have to look at a con- – you, you can't judge it off of one year because we even had a year, what, when Chelsea finished, what was it, 12th or something, whatever it was after they it was won the very bad, yeah. Um, so you can't look at isolated years. You have to look at a, a longer period. If Arsenal, if this – there's still time left in this season. So if they could pick it up and finish in the top half, I think it, it, would, be, it would be a relatively fine season for them considering everything. Um, you have to look at if, whether they stay where they are in the bottom half going forward for this season. And then next season, do they still struggle to make it up towards that top six? Um, because I think in the last five years, they maybe have only finished outside the top six twice. Yes. But here's the thing. Who has won a title more recently? Lester or Arsenal? <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if that's the title winning it, thing is the argument there i mean leicester has gone farther in the champions league more recently when leicester lose no one makes a ton of memes about it when arsenal lose (laughs) everyone's on that's because arsenal historically is a top six side right but and but then also you look at silverware in in general i mean arsenal they have one of the three last fa cups right isn't it yeah i mean yeah i think they're i think they should be a top six team I think they have the talent to be. I don't think starting people like Joseph Willock and William is the way to go about that. Yeah. Ozil. Ozil's I think I think Ozil needs to be back in this team. Like what what's what does that hurt you? To just give it a shot, right? At this point. Yeah. You're in fourteenth place. Yeah. O- Ozil is by far a better creative midfielder than somebody than a fourteenth yeah. place Premier League team. Exactly. One of the biggest things about – or the criticism with Ozil is that he goes missing in big games. But if you can't put away, like, <laughs> Fulham or Burnley – Yes. Right, exactly. You, you, it, exactly. It's, this can't be down to footballing reasons, as Arteta put it, um, at this point, because the rest of your team's terrible. Ozil probably shows up to practice, drops, like, a dope pass, like, over the top or in he between. He doesn't go to practice. And, no, I'm saying, like, he probably sits there and is like, all right, well – does something like really sick and then he's like all right screw this obviously you guys are just ridiculous and you need me so why should i care because you haven't shown me any respect well he's not even on the squad so he i don't even think he's allowed to practice i'm sure he can still practice oh i don't know if they've asked him to because he's he's like not even part of the 25 or whoever many i know he's Mm -hmm. not a part of the squad but like that's just ridiculous at this point there's obviously some beef going on there. And can't he not come in until, like, January because there's some, like, refresh on the squad? Maybe something, something like that. that. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I think, <laughs> like, what do you have to lose at this point? Yeah, yeah. you get paid 350K a week. I know you're about to sit. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm making a lot of that. money that do nothing, so he's probably fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> going on to the games on Monday, and we have our upset of the week here. Honestly, Fulham. two upsets on Monday. Fulham 
Yeah. Beat Leicester two to one on the back of Adamala Lookman, someone who I am a fan of and have been a fan of. <laughs> is he still at Everton or did they loan him out? I do oh, know. Wait, I just he is. said the same thing twice. I'm pretty oh he's on loan at Fulham. I'm not Okay, sure so he's, he's it's from RB Leipzig though, I believe. Oh, so they sold him to Leipzig. Yes. And then they loaned they him. Loan, they loaned him originally to Leipzig, and then they sold him to Leipzig. Mm. So I've been a fan since those young Everton days, and even when he was at Leipzig, when he scored five goals in 11 games while he was on loan. Mm. He didn't end up scoring at all after they bought him, but yeah, <laughs> he is quite the talent. I was surprised. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, never mind. I'm thinking of the wrong thing. He is talented. He can dribble, and he can find yeah. that. He looked good. He, I, I was impressed. And then a late goal from Harvey Barnes to cut the deficit by one. Well, it's unfortunate Barnes. for Lookman that when he came up from Everton, there was just a better center forward in the squad coming mm-hmm. up too. Big Dom. Oh, yeah. Big Dom. Big Dom. <laughs> Big Dom, Premier League leading goal scorer. That's it. Couldn't, couldn't back one against yeah. Leeds, though. Hey. It was just Patrick Bamford didn't score. That's all. No, I know. <laughs> I was really the, hoping one of them would. And then <laughs> the last game of the match week saw West Ham defeat Aston Villa 2-1. to one. Jack Grealish scoring another goal. Jared Bowen, someone who I've been vocal about being a baller as well, scored a goal. Mm-hmm. He is very dangerous. Yeah. Goal and his assist as well. Yes, so, Aston Villa did yeah, great rather dominate this game. Yeah. But, yeah, it's funny. Jack Grealish actually wins man of the match. Yeah. Yeah. But and then It doesn't the, really matter if you don't score goals. Ollie Watkins, of course, did miss the penalty at the end. Yeah, and then the questionable offsides yeah. call at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Once again, I I hate the way I Yeah. I mean, we, we just keep talking about it, but it's, it's... I mean, they want it to be black and white, so that's what it is right now. I think if it takes a long time to figure out, then you should just count it. Yeah. I mean, at that point, it's well, like... It's, if, it's, if it's something you're not going to see with a naked eye, I don't know how you determine what that would be, but... Yeah. To me, that's level. I mean, right? If, if, if you can't see the difference... Unless you like put this little markers down and you use some computer to figure mm-hmm. out how far away the foot is from the other foot, they're level. I mean, before we would never would have known the difference between these things. We just yeah. said it's level. And another note on VAR, real quick, before we go into the Champions League, was Jordan Henderson after their game was very vocal about it, and I think it's just kind of funny because he wasn't very vocal about it when his side was benefiting from it last year. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody, none of that. Team Everybody wins. loves VAR when it benefits them. Everyone hates it when they don't. Yeah. Didn't Klopp also after the game further talk about the early um, kickoff yes. time? Oh yeah, yeah he got a sparring match with. I was actually just about to bring this up with the. I think it was a BT Sport guy. I forget his name. Um, but that that was. I mean, I don't think he's got any argument to that. Um, I, I watched Gary Neville do a great analysis on this, and they've only had two matches so far in that window. In previous seasons, Man U has had 14. 
mm. in the 2016-2017 season, I think it was. And Liverpool themselves in seasons past have had like 10 games in that window. It's also okay. a little bit different because they do have to play one game at a time now. I don't like, right. I don't see the difference by playing early. I players have said that it 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 does the some fitness thing. So it, it's it's early over there, twelve thirty. You got to get up They're relatively early routine. in the morning, start yeah. training. So so that, that it is hard. I I get that, but at, at some point, just you got to suck it up, and you you're playing that window. Okay. I don't think that he handled it very well at all. Uh, but also, when you're a big team like that, part of the reason why they have that window is because of um, reaching out to other markets. So yeah. when your team that's performing well, other people want to see you. You're bringing in lots of money for not only the Premier League, but then that gets trickled down to yourself. So, like, yeah. being televised over in China is huge for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. All right. Sometimes you just got to suck it up and pull a Jamie Vardy and down a can of Monster before the game. Then you'll have energy. <laughs> Enough of the Prem. Move on to the Champions League, who just concluded their fifth match week. Mm-hmm. Um, starting with Group A, Bayern already had won the group. They rolled out pretty much a B team against Atletico. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and still tied. One. <laughs> I was a little upset. I wanted them to go for the win so they could just keep their winning streak going. Um, at least they didn't but, lose. But I think it's hilarious that they tied. Yeah. Um, Jamal Musiala is a baller. Watch out for him in future England squads. Kid is 17 years old, but he's got subbed off for him. He's balling. Honestly, he, that's a question. Who's the best 17 year old? Because I feel like this season, especially, we're seeing so many like 17 year olds. How many 17 year olds can you name, Ryan? Ansu Fati, that guy. I guess Pedri just turned 18. Gio. Um, Camavinga. I think Gio. Gio. I think Gio's 18 as well. No, Gio well, started this season. Just, if they started the season 17. Gio started the season 17. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure he's 18 now. But yeah. that point for Atletico is big that they didn't win because now they play Salzburg and they need to win or need at least a draw, which means if they lose – Salzburg go through to the knockout stages. Salzburg could definitely win that game. They could. They're gonna. Attack. They're gonna. They're gonna open it up and just go for it. Yeah. All power to them. But to the most interesting group, <laughs> Group B. I want Jesse Marsh to get the team to win that. So I want Jesse. We got Marsh a root to be for the national team coach. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Group B, the most interesting group, <laughs> sees saw Real Madrid lose. Their second game in the group, the Shakhtar. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is just kind of funny, kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> Manch and Gladbach still sit at the top despite losing to Inter. Despite having that goal ruled, all, ruled out off sides, that point would have been big for them. Anyway, they play Real Madrid. Inter play Shakhtar. And there's so much that could happen here. It really is. If Inter win, they're in. Um, if Shakhtar get a tie... They're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. If, if Real Madrid and win. win, then Real's in fourth. Oh, you're right. <laughs> That'd be so funny. They wouldn't would even be, be in the Europa League. That'd be funny. That's but, exactly what I want. So, 
let's be realistic here. Most likely, Real Madrid will win against Mönchengladbach. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for Mönchengladbach, means they probably will not advance. Yeah. What was the score of their first game against Inter? Shakhtar. It was two to two, which means Inter would have the head-to-head tiebreaker, which means Inter would go through with a win and a Real Madrid win. Um, I just really hope somehow Shakhtar and Mönchengladbach go through. I think. Oh, I think it'd be great. Uh, it would be so funny if Real Madrid, like if Real Madrid tie. Then they need Inter to win, yes. And then yeah, Real, and then Real would Inter go one. in, and then Real would go in. Yeah, ahead. Yeah. That it would. <laughs> this group is just crazy. So much going on in that. Props to Bruce and Gladbach for coming out and just. Yeah, but now they're still in a tricky <laughs> spot by losing that game to Inter. They. Munch and Gladbach could easily have tied that Inter game and beaten Real and just yeah, been through should've. right now. Mm-hmm. They should have. Yeah, they should have beaten Real. Yep. All right, Group C, Man City still at the top, secured first place. Porto secured second place. Porto's looked really solid defensively. They've only given up three goals. Yeah. Um, Man City, Did you hear Pep complain about that? Yeah. I mean, dude, cal- calm down. Teams are going to park the bus. And did you hear what the Porto's manager response was? Yeah, I, I saw. Man City just having a problem scoring goals. That's been an issue without Aguero. I don't think Jesus is the long-term answer. So I think you will see a splash either in January or the summer. Someone like Lartau Martinez. I saw one thing that said Erling Holland would be great for it just because he would finish everything. Yeah. All right, Group D. I don't know about that one. Group D, Liverpool at the top secured first place. And now we have a – Big game between Ajax and Atalanta to decide second place on the final match day. These teams tied two to two the first time they played <clears throat> with, and that was in Italy. So Ajax would have two away goals. Um, I think that's one of the tiebreakers in there as well. If they were to tie again, but if they tie, then it then Atalanta yeah yeah. Goes if through. they tie, Atalanta goes through anyway. So ignore that. Atalanta need a draw or a win. Ajax need a win. It'll be interesting. I think it'll be a yeah, good game. Yeah, it should be a good game. Sure. Um, <clears throat> going to Group E, Chelsea took care of Sevilla. Or Olivier Giroud took care of Sevilla. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mitchell. Yeah, Mitchell. To be fair, yeah. Yeah, all right. <clears throat> but still, they're both through. Chelsea, 13 points. Sevilla, 10. Yeah, Not Giroud much bagging four goals. Yeah, that's the, that's the big surprise there. It was also in Spain. Um, I don't know if it's a surprise. It's a surprise that Drew scored four goals, yes. Well, I, I think I, it's a surprise I, that Chelsea scored four goals. Uh, I don't know if it's a surprise. That... Well, Sevilla are usually a pretty solid defensive team. Right, that's what I mean. It's, I think it's, it's probably a surprise that, that Chelsea scores four goals, but I don't I know if it's necessarily a surprise. I think it's a surprise that Sevilla gave up four goals. I still think right, any, that's, that's anytime, what I'm saying. Anytime anybody scores four goals, I think it's a surprise. I wouldn't expect someone to score four goals. Okay. I mean, but if you that's are the fair. if you it's are the if you are the if you are the striker in that Chelsea team, I would expect you to get chances though. And plenty of them. Yeah. Absolutely. Going to group F, Dortmund 
a point ahead of Lazio after Lazio scored a late goal in that game to tie it up. Not that late, but anyway, the big news coming yeah. out of this was that Holland got hurt and is now out for seven yeah. weeks. What happened? Or until January, seven games. What he is hurt his like? he hurt his hamstring. Uh, yeah. Well, so we'll see how that I affects Dortmund in the Bundesliga. But yeah, it does make it for an interesting final match day. It sets up a great game between Club Bruges and Lazio, in which Bruges need to win to advance. Lazio just need a draw. Yeah. And then and if then they Dortmund just have to dispatch that. Yeah. yeah. If <laughs> if Lazio were to tie Dort or tie Club Bruges and Zenit beat Dortmund, Lazio would actually win the group. Which yeah, it would be, that would be a shock I, 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 um, that, coming out of this group. Plausible, although Zenit have looked pretty poor, so doubtful. Yeah, yeah, I don't see. Even going, with Holland out, I don't see. Going those. into Group G, no surprises here. Both Barca and Juventus have taken care of the far lesser competition. Mm-hmm. Barca in first because of that win over Juventus, and now it sets up the final match day game between Barca and Juve. Yeah. Which Juve need to win 3 nothing. Barca won two nothing. Yes, Juve need to win three nothing. I mm. so what does it go to if Juve win two nothing? I think is it go to goals goals four or, or go goal differential? It just be goal which Barcelona would win. Barca have the the differential. So I, I Juve need to win three nothing. I can't. I can't really see three to one. Juve winning the group. No, they, can, they can win three to one. Because I think the first tiebreaker is the aggregate. It's the aggregate in your this game's in Barca. Oh yeah, this game's in Barca, so Juve would have the away goals. Yeah, I don't know if Juve will win just because you in the camp now in Barcelona. Oh, I expect Barca have looked really good in the Champions League. They haven't looked really good in La Liga. Yeah, yeah, I I fully expect Barca. Juventus has not looked good on either, but they're Mm -hmm. beneficiaries of an easy group. Um, and then the final group, some more interesting stuff going on. Maybe this is the most interesting group. Maybe not, because yeah, only, so. only, only three teams can qualify. We're in Group B. It's all four could. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see Manchester United sitting in first with nine, PSG in second with nine, Leipzig in third with nine. <laughs> um, and so Leipzig play Man United. Leipzig would need to blow out Man United, though. Man United are more or less through. PSG, yeah. the benefit of playing Istanbul. It's really, I think, just more for seeding. Oh, no, if Leipzig wins. Leipzig then... just have to win, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, if yeah, Leipzig yeah, yeah. win, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Leipzig just need to win. Excuse me. Leipzig need a... If Leipzig win, they're in. A tie, they're, they're out, more or less. More likely, yeah. more likely than not. PSG have the benefit of playing Istanbul, which they should take care of. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who comes in first. What was the first Man United PSG score? 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. So PSG have the head-to-head. Yes. Um, this will be interesting. This is it, it. The fact that this is going to be so interesting and that it's so close makes today so much worse. Yes, because yeah. Man United so, lose to PSG by 3-1. I, I have a lot to say about this game. Yeah, Barcelona United coming up again with Fred not being sent off for a headbutt. All right. 
yes, he should have been sent off. It's not as clear as I thought so at the beginning because I think the PSG player initiates the contact. He's the one who lowers his head first, and then Fred kind of flicks it. He should be sent off, yes. Um, but I don't think it's as obvious uh, – and that's maybe why he doesn't give him the red card afterwards. I think if the ref sees it, it's for sure red. He probably yeah. should be given the red. Um, I, I mean, if just trying to rationalize it. Bar should have been like, that's a red. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's also why Leipzig, that game was massive. That ends 4-3. to three. Leipzig were up 3-1. to one, Oh, my gosh. Threw that, yeah. And then scored in the 92nd minute. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge, huge, huge turnaround. And um, then Istanbul teams. almost scored a minute after. Yeah. He had an amazing chance to score, and he didn't. So, I'm excited. I I mean, obviously, Leipzig lost 5 nothing last time they played United, but hopefully they can get I don't think that's not going to happen again. They can get their ish together and pull off a win. I think it would be so funny. It, what it, it's so frustrating, too, because once Fred get, he should get he should get red carded. He for does the get a red card later. <laughs> well, he people were arguing that he should get a red card on that like fifty fifty challenge with him in uh, Pared, or, uh, the one where everyone where he got the ball. Yeah, the one where he gets yeah. the ball and he's there first. I don't care yeah. if his foot goes on top of his of the other guy's foot. He's there he's first. There wins first the ball clean. The ball, yeah, exactly. I, I also don't think it's a yellow card or foul um, the other way. I think that's that should just play on. It's a rough coming together, but it's two people going for the ball equally, and I don't think any of them does anything wrong there. That frustrated me. Um, so then I think Fred has to be taken off at halftime because he's been involved in too many close instances, um, and he should be red-carded. So you you got to get him off the pitch, especially when McTominay is involved with a lot of different things with Neymar towards the end of that half. Where, mm-hmm. I thought he actually played really well, McTominay. I thought he was impressive, uh, both on the ball and off the ball, and shutting Neymar down for the most part. Um, it's obviously going to be hard. But so when you've got two players in the midfield who are teetering on that line, uh, mm-hmm. you got to take one of them off, especially yes. the guy who's already got the yellow. Yes, I agree. And then two goals should have been scored. Cavani should score on his breakaway with a one-on-one. And then there's a lot of chances after it when Martial maybe can bag that. But even before that, Martial skies it. Yeah. <laughs> um, quite sad. It, and then a scrappy goal and then Fred being stupid, even though I actually think he wins the ball and it's not a foul. Um, I think it's kind of like a makeup red. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, really frustrating that he gets sent off there. And we don't – we actually looked the better side after Fred getting sent off. And we made some changes too late. Um, both <clears throat> Pogba and Van de Beek looked really good coming in. Same with Greenwood. But I wish Cavani would have stayed in because I felt like we lost a um, that target man up there where we were throwing the ball up to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, well, we'll conclude that, and we'll get into the Beard's best bets. What are your picks for this weekend, Tyler? All right, so we're starting off on Saturday with the early game, Everton at Burnley, and I'm taking Everton at minus 107. Mm. Uh, I think Burnley's coming off of obviously a tough result against Man City, but it's a team that they historically don't play against 
um, very well. Yeah. Um, I think Everton's going to pick up after their loss to Leeds. They're going to be attacking, and I think they're going to put Burnley on the on the back foot early. Uh, I like Everton a lot in this game. Second game is Man U at West Ham, plus 106. I think they showed a lot of great things against PSG, a great comeback against um, Southampton. I hope that they put out a good lineup against West Ham that's going to play to the strengths, hopefully the way I was kind of talking about earlier. Um, and they could just pick up in the, in the way that they were playing against PSG because I thought we played really well except for a few mistakes and a few missed challenges. But I, I think that we should be able to, to beat West Ham. Um, and then the final one on Sunday, Leicester at Leeds plus 102. I mean, I'm sorry, Leicester at uh, Sheffield. They're plus money. They are plus money against Sheffield, a team that has not won. I think this is a no-brainer. Mm. I, I can't believe you didn't pick Tottenham to beat Arsenal. I thought about it, but um, <laughs> for some reason, this you're scared. I am scared. I actually think so. That that's something I um, might be interesting to hear what you guys think about this. I think Arsenal. This is a game where they could really turn things around. A derby. Um, actually, I think maybe the best game for them to have coming up. Something to actually to maybe pick up their spirits and play for. It's high risk, high reward. High risk, they high come reward. Out yeah. And they show an awful performance. Kane and Son are going to tear them to shreds. That's true. Yes. And they end at like four nothing. On a completely unrelated note, I just had the best pool ever from a star burst pack. I got a red and a pink. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> I was wondering if what your faces were on the camera, if you were just really not agreeing with what I was saying about Arsenal or whether you were. <laughs> mm. And if you disagree that pink and red are the best flavors, you're just wrong. But they just are. That's a matter for a different conversation. Do you guys have anything else to add? Any closing statements? Um, no, I don't think so. I can't wait for Tottenham to beat Arsenal. I'm excited to watch Man City play Fulham. <laughs> we do have to mention that, that if you are looking for the biggest bet, um, the biggest return of the weekend, it's Fulham at plus 2,000 against, uh, against City. All right. The money line. Well, it has been a pleasure. We look forward to – As always. For you guys listening next week as well. Hope you guys enjoy yeah. the show.